Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. God is the only just and authoritative lawmaker. Welcome to Leadership in Context. In our last podcast, we talked about God being the specific creator as one of the keys to a Christian worldview. Obviously, there is a lot of subject material that pertains to a Christian worldview. So a number of years ago, out of my own study, I just developed the four corners kind of system uh, that you really might call four good filters. And the first one is that God is the uh, absolute specific creator, that God is a divine designer. Uh, The second one we're gonna talk about today is that God is the only just and authoritative lawmaker, that all good laws come from God and all laws that need to be judged need to be filtered through God's laws and his judgment. Uh, I think this is a foundation uh, for any kind of righteous thinking, especially when we're talking about fairness and justice. You have to have righteousness before you can have either one of those. You have to know what is right and God is the only one who's allowed to say what is right. Man is futile in his attempt to pursue justice and fairness without God. Let's look at Isaiah, uh, the 33rd chapter, the 22nd verse says this, For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. Notice those four characteristics of God. He's our judge, he's our lawgiver, he's our king, and that it's he that saves us. We cannot uh, take away God's judicial role any more than we can take away his creation role. You can't take away his judicial role any more than you can take away his saving role. As a matter of fact, if you really look at it kind of from a covenantal understanding, that God's salvation to us is to satisfy his own judgment and his own righteousness. So you can't remove that. So he is the just lawmaker. When we get over into the New Testament, of course, uh, it doesn't contradict that. In James 4, you're probably more familiar with this verse. In verse 12, it says, There is only one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and destroy, but who are you to judge your neighbor? So all laws come from God. He's the originator of all laws. By the way, that's why you have to understand Romans 13, that civil government does not have a free pass. Their laws must submit to the laws of God. They have delegated authority. The only laws are good laws, and if the laws aren't good, according to God, what God says is good. He's the definer of good and evil. That's probably one of the best ways to say this in this lesson, that God defines what is good and what is evil. So if God says something is evil, even if we don't understand the ramifications of that, we say, God, because you're the divine designer, you obviously have the wisdom and the insight to know what is good and what is evil. So to have a a Christian worldview, we must submit ourselves to that understanding that God is good and that he is a good lawmaker. Uh, You know, the largest chapter in the Bible, you probably are aware, is Psalm 119. 
What is the theme of Psalm 119? Well, I don't know how many times it's in that psalm. Uh, About 30 times, I think, it talks about the law of God being good. Uh, In Psalm 19, 1, it says this, How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. And as you just keep reading through uh, Psalm 119, uh, verse 34, Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Now, this is not talking about salvation. Uh, this is talking about precept. This is talking about walking in wisdom. This is talking about understanding God's heart and God's design for man. And he's put laws in place uh, to save us from ourselves. See, the grace of God through Jesus saves us from sin. God's law, his precepts working in our life, save us from each other and point people to him. So uh, I would encourage you, if you struggle in that area, or if you think you had some bad theology, or if you want to filter your theology, or maybe your lack of theology, I don't say that to sound offensive, but sometimes we have philosophy that masquerades as theology. Then uh, sit down and do a therapeutic reading of Psalm 119. Just read that chapter, and I think you will maybe find that today's view on the law, I mean, it's only 176 verses, (laughs) and uh, it extols God's wisdom and the laws. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there are There are different kinds of laws. I've divided them into five kinds of laws. There's the ceremonial law. There's the sacrificial law. There's the criminal law. There's the civil law. And there's a moral law. And we could kind of draw a line through that and say there's also the covenantal law. So maybe you could say there are six. Those are different types of laws. And so when we're reading in the Bible about laws... Uh, we ought to say, okay, what law is he talking about? Is it, it is a general reference to God as the lawgiver? Or is there a certain uh, aspect of the law that he's talking about when he's making reference to it? Uh, I think on another side, there's this, there's this uh, very unscriptural thinking that the opposite of law is grace, that grace and law are somehow opposed to each other. But again, if you don't have law, if you don't have righteousness, then grace has nothing to contrast it with or stand with. Let me give you the illustration of a ladder, a stepladder. You know, I use stepladders all the time. And, uh, you know, there's one side you walk on and other sides you don't walk on. As a matter of fact, The sticker usually says this, do not stand or put pressure on this side. I think that's what the law is. You don't stand on that. You don't put pressure on that to save you. But it is what makes grace work because without the law, you don't even know that you need grace. That's why God is a lawgiver because it shows us our need for him in salvation And then it shows us our way to walk with him and please him in grace. So understanding God is the only just lawgiver, that God has not left man on this planet to navigate his own way and to see what he thinks is right in his own eyes, that God speaks to all the issues of life, I believe is 
more than important. It's absolutely critical. It's absolutely essential. When he's talking about uh, the perceived conflict that many people uh, somehow come up with between law and grace, and and again, I want to reference this to the character of God uh, because I think it's important to understand that. When you read Romans, the third chapter, where it talks about the abundance of grace and how grace works, the last verse in that chapter makes a summation. Do we then nullify the law through faith? May it never be. On the contrary, we establish the law. So as we walk in the power of grace, we literally walk out the law of God. By walking out the law of God, we don't inherit grace, but when we inherit grace, uh, we just don't intuitively walk out the law of God. I think there is a part of that, that our hearts get close to God and we do things that are righteous that we maybe couldn't spell out or identify ourselves, but then God doesn't leave us to that. He actually spells it out so we know how to treat our neighbor. We know how to relate to government. We know how to relate to uh, false prophecy. We know how to relate to these things. Uh, this is all in the scripture. Of course, in Matthew 5, Jesus addresses this himself directly. And when I've heard people talk about God not being a lawgiver or the law not being important or we don't need law, uh, you know, you have to ask, well, need it for what? Need it for salvation? Uh, Maybe not. And I say maybe not because without the law, we don't know we're sinners. And I think there's a lot of people that want God in their life. But the basis of that is for human self-improvement. It's not because they understand that in their sinful state, they are displeasing to God. There's a big difference. So we do need the law. The law is our schoolmaster. It brings us to Christ, Galatians tells us. But in Matthew 5, it's this is what Jesus said. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish but fulfill. So Jesus said, I don't want you thinking like this. Yet, Much of the body of Christ thinks like this, that the law is contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then that obviously has a reflection on who God is as a lawgiver. And so when we see the God of the Bible as a lawgiver, somehow we think that is opposed to the the heart of the lawgiver himself. Uh, It is very confusing because you can't separate God. In verse 18, it says, For truly... I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Then it gets even more serious. Listen to what he says in verse 19. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same, wow, shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Again, not keeping the law from a standpoint of gaining salvation, but understanding the character of God and bringing his kingdom. God is the only just and authoritative lawmaker, and we need to take his laws and apply them to our life, and we need to preach about them. They are a prophetic message to a culture that's lost its way. I have enjoyed this time with you uh, today. If this has been a blessing to you, would you send it off to somebody or post it or do any of those really neat IT things people do? Uh, There's so many different... 
formats and ways to communicate with people today. Uh, so whatever you do, send it off to somebody and, and maybe there's somebody you know that they need to challenge your thinking along this line a little bit and become uh, more biblical in their thinking to really have a Christian world view. Blessings. Today, Keith continued his discussion on the pillars of the Christian worldview. We cannot take away God's judicial role any more than we can take away his creation role. You can't take away his judicial role any more than you can take away his saving role. God is our judge. He is our lawgiver. He is our king. And it is God who saves us. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.